Welcome to CryptoCast by Gunnar Cook, the leading industry podcast that brings together expert guests to discuss hot topics and useful advice for blockchain and crypto asset businesses. I am James Burney, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Yulia Popopaskin, who is an associate within the Gunnar Cook crypto team. Hi, Yulia. It's great to have you all. Hi, James. Thank you so much for having me here today. So Yulia today is going to talk a bit about IP and NFTs. I think you can just sort of start off by setting the background just in terms of what kind of impacts have NFTs had on IP rights? Sure. Um, I think it's quite important to know that I think NFTs had quite a big impact on the legal sector as a whole, including the IP sector. Uh, I think the reason why NFTs had quite a significant impact on IP rights is because they allow creators to tokenize their digital and physical assets, whether it is art or music or collectibles and making them unique and also verifiable on a blockchain. However, this also brought a lot of attention to the issues around ownership of your rights and how do you actually prove your ownership in the digital world. This is why I think NFTs brought quite a unique way to show your ownership, but also gave us opportunity to, let's just say, explore different legal issues that might arise when you deal with NFTs, such as copyright and license and potentially unauthorized use. Thanks. And kind of also, what kind of IP issues should those that deal with NFTs kind of be aware of? I think one of the main IP issues when times come to NFTs is actually understanding what you own when you buy an NFT. And I think there is really big misconception among buyers and sellers of NFTs that when you buy an NFT, you actually buying the underlying digital asset linked to NFT, whether it's like a pure image or a video or actual physical asset. However, in reality, in many cases, you don't actually own that. All you own when you buy NFT is a link. However, in terms of the underlying digital assets, you usually only get a license to use it for the proposal specified by the owner. And I think it is very important to understand that when you actually buy and sell NFTs. Another big issue, which is quite linked to this, to the first point, is a lack of licensing agreements. Because in order to establish this type of ownership or this type of relationship between sellers and buyers, is actually implementing license that explains to the buyers what they actually own. Uh, however, without lack of this, uh, without lack of this license, there can be a lot of arguments as to who actually owns what, what rights the NFT creator still keeps and what rights NFT buyer has. And that's why like existence of IP license is very important. And I think the last one of the biggest issues is also a plagiarism because while NFTs allows you to prove the ownership of the underlying digital assets and track the ownership because it is recorded on a blockchain, there is no real way to actually track whether your artwork was plagiarized or whether you used artwork of someone else. Uh, so there was quite a famous case with someone using Banksy artwork to mint NFT collection and there was a case of Banksy bringing cans against this NFT creator trying to prove that they use the artwork without the right. That's why it's quite important to take into account as well when you're buying NFTs, whether the type of NFTs that you're buying with the underlying digital artwork, physical assets, whether uh, is not actually plagiarized. 
that's very interesting. I think kind of it shows that the, the deep interaction between NFTs and IP. Just for those kind of starting off on their journey, can you give us some sort of tips or hints as to how those two NFTs should try and protect their IP rights, given the importance of it to some of these projects? Sure. So I think probably the main key thing that I've just mentioned is ensuring that there is a license agreement that explains the ownership and also explains what rights buyers get if they do get only a license to the underlying assets, not the full ownership. Another thing is, so this point is very important for both seller and artists and buyers, but for businesses who engage external consultants or contractors to create either artwork for them or videos or whatever it is that they're going to link to their NFTs, is to ensure that they have proper licensing and contractor agreements with them in place in order to avoid any arguments as to who actually owns the underlying asset. But also for from buyer's perspective, bringing me back to my plagiarism point, I think it's quite important also for buyers to ensure that they buy their NFTs for um, reputable NFT platforms that actually try to verify the authenticity of NFTs and also try to prevent plagiarism on their platforms as much as they can, just so you had, just so you were safe and had a had at least some reassurance that NFTs that you buy are not plagiarized and you actually remind the owner of the real NFTs and the real underlying artwork. And lastly, just if you had a crystal ball, can you give, you know, and you're trying to look at the future of IP and NFTs, do you think this is kind of static and it's been thought through? And do, or do you think there's quite a lot of change? Do you think IP is going to change in the future for NFTs? I think some aspects of it going to remain the same, but they actually going to slightly more improve. So what I mean by that is that NFTs, as I mentioned, really allows you to track the ownership. This is something that I can see only more automated in the future and helping both sellers and buyers to automate the copyright management, but also the royalty payments to the NFT artist. But I also think that moving forward, NFT is going to provide more secure way to establish authenticity and provenance for the underlying digital assets. However, the technology is developing so, so quickly that down the line, I'm more than sure that certain IP rights will have to be either amended or reviewed just in order to ensure that future legal frameworks are sufficient enough to provide a secure way for NFT artists and NFT buyers dealing with NFTs. So just to sum it up, I do think that some aspects of it's going to remain the same, but we definitely will need to review it as a technology evolves. Thanks, Julia. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. If anyone listening would like to reach out to Julia directly, her email is Yulia, Y-U-L-I-Y-A dot Poshkin, P-R-O-K-O-P-Y-S-H-Y n at gunnacook.com Yulia, thank you for coming on, it's been fantastic Thank you so much, James Thank you for listening to CryptoCast by Gunnacook Gunnacook is a market-leading law firm advising on blockchain, Web3, crypto assets and DeFi Our members have been heavily involved in helping to shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets Our team works across multiple jurisdictions in Germany and the US. We are the only UK law firm to officially accept payments in crypto. Our client base is more than 150.
Before we go, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on your podcast service and make sure you're following Gunner Cook on social media and sign up to our Kids Cost menu list on the Gunner Cook website. Thank you for listening.